Hey there, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel, and I have the honor of being your host each and every week. She Connects is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women enjoy connecting with one another to share hearts, disappointments, dreams, any challenges that we're facing, and really to just do life together. The heartbeat behind this podcast is to help empower and equip you to step into all that God has for you to do in this world. I'll be sharing whatever God has placed on my heart for the week, and from time to time, I invite guests on the show that I personally have gleaned and been inspired from people that I admire and I just maybe want to learn a little bit more from and that I believe you will appreciate listening to. So welcome. I cannot wait to connect with you today. Hey everybody, welcome back to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel and I am honored to be your host again this week. If you didn't catch last week, we are in the middle of a three-week little mini-series with my friend Julie Holmquist. Last week, we talked about uh, our identity in Christ, which was a fabulous episode. I encourage you to take a few minutes and go back and listen to last week's episode. Uh, It is amazing. So amazing. This week, we're going to be talking about living as as a woman from a place of being fully known. So with that, Julie, welcome back to the podcast. Tell us a little bit about you, where you're joining us from, in case someone um, maybe didn't catch it last week. Yeah, I'm Julie Holmquist. I'm a writer, I'm a speaker, and I'm a podcast host. I'm married. I have four boys. We live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I love talking about these topics with you, Susan. Mm, I'm loving it too. I, I just feel like we could go on and on and on, and I look at the at the timer. And I think it's already 30 minutes. <laughs> I feel like we just started. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if you didn't catch last week, you're just really, like I said, you're going to so appreciate Julie and you are going to feel like you are just a part of this conversation and pulling up to, you know, with a cup of coffee and a nice fuzzy blanket. So she's just amazing. All right, Julie, what do you think the difference is between being known and knowing of someone? Being known by someone, I think, is that place where we can be naked and unashamed. There's no pretense. There's no facade. We are who we are because we know we are loved. There's no pretending. Um, knowing of or about someone is knowing the details of who they are, like knowing them in your head. I guess the Greek words convey, you know, the original language, the Greek words convey this in a much richer way. To know someone intimately is to know them by experience. And that's what God wants for us versus knowing about them, which is just head knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I I kind of always had that desire in my heart to have a home with my family, my boys, to create an atmosphere where they not only know about God, but they actually come to know him for Mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. That is so good. So good. And I think that You know, last week we talked a little bit about shame and how that 
you know, affects us and our relationship with the Lord. And I think that sometimes, and I've even seen in my own life where, you know, trying to just be healed from places of shame in my own life, that it actually held me back from that intimate place in a relationship with him. It was almost like I was kind of holding myself back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I really appreciate what you have said in defining that, that it's this unashamed place. It's this intimate place. Nothing is hidden. And, and he's not, he's not embarrassed by us. We, you know, we're not a surprise mm. to him. Yeah, that's um, good. Yeah. He just, I, I, you know, he just opens his arms way, you know, just wide open. Come unto me. I love every part of you. I love mm. every part of you. And, uh, you know, I'm not ashamed to be seen with you. I mean, wow. That is just so powerful. So powerful. It is. How can someone be confident that they are known? Um, I think we can be confident we are known when we give him full access to our hearts. He already has this, but we become more aware of it. And we, I say, we lead, we let him lead the dance, so to speak, Mm. you know, in Jeremiah 12, three, it says, but you, O Lord, know me, you see me and test my heart towards you. And, you know, other places in scripture, John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. It's spending time with him, getting to know him as well as allowing him to get to know us. I mean, he already knows us, but to feel known, I think, I think the world is missing that. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We just feel like we're just insignificant. We're just one of the 7 billion people in this, on this planet. Why do I matter? You know, but when he says, I know the very number of hairs on your head, that means at any given moment. And, you know, we shed hair all day long, right? We grow, yeah. we shed. He knows that so intimately. Mm-hmm. He knows our likes, our dislikes. He knows what's make, what makes us happy, what makes us sad. He knows what happened when you were five. He knows, you know, he knows what's going to happen when you're 80, right? Mm-hmm. He just, he knows us completely inside and out. Mm-hmm. And we can rest in that we are still accepted and loved in spite of him knowing us. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious, why do you think that that's missing in today's world? Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like people are longing for that significance. Yeah. They really want to know that they matter, that their life, their life matters. Mm -hmm. And I guess you can see it play out in lots of different ways that the world doesn't value life like God does. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, or even, you know, even when our kids are taught that we emerged or we evolved from little tadpoles, you know, Mm -hmm. why, why would we think that we're significant to God if we just evolved from this mud, you know, or this little amoeba or whatever they say he created us so intricately and delicately. And he longs to have a relationship with us. I don't know if this is going to be too deep, Susan, but let's go you know, for it. Okay. We're already <laughs> hanging out at the deep end of the pool. Let's just go in. <laughs> yeah. In Genesis, there are two accounts of creation. The first one goes on to explain what happened each day. 
And then I think in Genesis two, he goes on to talk about the creation of man again. In the first account, he is Elohim. That's the word for Lord in that scripture. When you look at Genesis two, it's, uh, I believe it's Yahweh Elohim. The first one is creator kind of afar. He's above us and all of this, right? The second one is his personal name, mm-hmm. Yahweh. He wants us to know him mm-hmm. and in knowing him, we become known. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that is so good. I appreciate you, you going there in that, um, in the book of Genesis and distinguishing between those two names of God, because I I just think that that's really important. And I really believe that someone hearing that is, is just really becoming more aware of this is who God is. And man, when we really begin to understand this is God and he wants mm-hmm. a relationship with me. I mean, it just changes. Our lives change. It is, it just, right. Wow. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sometimes it, it hits me harder than others. And I'm like dumbfounded. Yeah. You know, you know, he's, he's not two different gods in that, those, that scripture, but his names, he's revealing himself yeah. in a more personal way when they talk about, when he talks about it in Genesis two. Yeah. Oh, that is so good. How, how do you think that one's relationship with God changes having this understanding? I think our relationship with God changes. It almost becomes like, almost like a romance. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Because we're not, we're not striving to be perfect. We're on an adventure with him. He has called us. He wants to be with us. And it's just like, God, what do you have for me today? Mm -hmm. You know, get in the habit of saying, speak Lord and life will become a romance. Oswald Chambers said that. Mm. Say that again. Uh, Get in the habit of saying, speak Lord and life will become a romance. Mm, That is so good. Yeah. And it's, it's just. I think when we realize we're fully known to God and we're still fully accepted and that nothing can separate us from his love, it's, it's like, there's so much freedom in that. Yeah. You know, and it's not just our past sins. I used to be hung up with this. It's not just our past sin that he dealt dealt with. It's our future sin. Mm-hmm. It, you know, the grace of God and his sacrifice covered that we don't take it for granted and just go live however we want to but I'm free. Yeah. You know, the freedom extends even into the future. He knows the beginning from the end. Yeah. His grace covers it all. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you uh, interjected that you can never be separated from his love. You know, he, his love is constant and it's consistent. And I even like to say it's loyal. His love is loyal, Mm. you know, with there's so many changes in our world. And, and even if, you know, relationships change, God's relationship with you never changes that he will always, always love you. And it's not, it's not based on how good you are. It's based on who he is because he is love. It's not something that he does. It's who he is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. So tell us how you have grown personally in this area. I learned how to get to that secret place a little easier. I think we talked about that a little bit ago, or maybe the last episode, but it's, it's not falling prey to the enemy's assault on my identity. Mm-hmm. It's knowing who I am, knowing, like you said, his love never changes. And I, I always belong. I think that's important too, with our identity is our identity tells us who we belong to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if I belong, then I'm welcomed and I'm accepted. And it's not living out of a place of fear that I'm not good enough because mm-hmm. I will never, I will never be good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, as a recovering perfectionist, mm-hmm. that is a huge weight off my shoulders that I will never be good enough. So don't, don't even try. He's the perfect one. Mm-hmm. And I can rest in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy, I know that myself and so many other people can really resonate with that recovering perfectionist just trying, <laughs> if I try a little bit harder, you know, if I just nail this one area, uh, I know for myself, he'll love me more, or mm-hmm. it will, you know, this will improve when it really it's he hasn't called me to be, doesn't expect me to nail this and be perfect every day. I mean, it just, he doesn't expect that. And that is, that is something that I've had to grow in over the years. Mm -hmm. And, and if I'm going to be honest, and I try to be really honest here on the She Connects podcast, but it's something that I'm continuing to grow in. And, and every now and then I can recognize when I'm maybe, you know, kind of sliding over into that again, and, you know, kind of come back. And I tell you what, living from that place of, of progress over perfection and living Mm. from a place of, of grace is, is so much, so much better than trying to be perfect. Yeah. I was praying with someone recently and she had said, she wanted to be a mom. She, they were struggling with fertility and she had said, you know, I'm waiting, hoping and surrendering and waiting on the favor of God. And I just felt impressed to tell her you already have the favor of God. Wow. You know, don't, don't feel like you are operating outside of that favor because he loves you. You are favored. We can't look at our outward circumstances and say, if I'm favored or not. Right. But it's his love will never change. And he will, we can't do anything to earn it or change it or get him to favor us more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Have, have you seen key specific areas of your life or even the relationship with you that you have with him or with other people change? Um, because you started understanding this truth about who you are? Yes, I've seen, I've seen my relationship with God grow closer. And I used to get hung up on the fact that we could never, for whatever reason, execute a consistent daily devotion time with our kids. And I used to feel so bad about that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until, I don't know, a couple of years ago that he was like, okay, but Julie, you actually do the Deuteronomy six, 
where it says you talk to your kids when you about me, when you rise up, when you sit down, when you walk on the way, when you go to bed at night. And so it was like, I don't have to hold myself to a standard that God doesn't hold me to nowhere, nowhere in the Bible. Does it say you must have a daily devotion with me for at least an hour or 30 minutes or whatever. I do that with my kids in life because that's the nature of my family life. We have a special needs son. And so things just don't happen sometimes and we have to adjust. And he's still pleased with me because I'm still pointing them to him. You know, there's, there's no performance. I guess it just boils down to that again. Mm -hmm. I'm not performing for him to earn his favor. I'm already a beloved daughter of his. Mm -hmm. Wow. Already. I think that that is the key word right there already. Mm -hmm. Um, It isn't something that we're striving or trying to earn or, you know, we're trying to get over there. And I don't know about you, but for myself, when I get tripped up in that, it's, it's so unachievable because the goalpost constantly gets moved, you know? Yeah. And wow. And so I just want you to repeat, because that was so good. You said, you said that you, that God doesn't hold you to the standard that you hold yourself to say that again. Yeah. I hold myself to an impossible standard that God does not hold me to. And our relationship with God is not like walking on a tightrope. He gives us wide open spaces Mm. to walk and to run with him. It's not, Oh, one false move and you messed up. Yeah. It's not like that. He's, you know, he's a big enough God to do some course correction if we need it, Mm -hmm. but it's not like he's going to reprimand us if we don't do it perfectly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so the grace toe line doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. Right. That's Uh, good. That is so good. So good. All right. We've kind of talked a little bit uh, earlier about, you know, just feeling insignificant and, you know, that that isn't how God sees us. That isn't how we were created. But, you know, sometimes it can feel easy to just, you know, I'm just another woman taking up space here on the earth. What are some specific ways to stay out of that mindset that we are insignificant? We've kind of talked about that already. Yeah. Anything else that you yeah. would say to that? Just that, you know, these, these identity intimacy with God and in our calling, they're kind of all together. They kind of all go together because it's not a one done kind of one and done kind of thing. Even I mean, our identity, we're continually shedding our old life, mm-hmm. the self, and we're putting on Christ. And then with our relationship with him, we're continually responding to him in the song of Solomon, which I love this passage. I'll have to tell you the exact verse, but it says she was laying down and her lover, the bridegroom came and knocked on the door. And she was like, really, do I have to put my robe back on to answer the door? Do I have to get my feet dirty again? And basically I took from that, that we need to respond to his invitation to be intimate with us. Mm-hmm. When you're up at 3 a.m. and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, ask the Lord, is there something you want to speak to me? Yeah. Tonight, when you're 
in your car by yourself instead of playing the radio. Let's just sit in silence and see if he has anything to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's always speaking. It's just a matter of us being willing to shut out the noise of the world mm-hmm. and listen to him. Mm-hmm. And so what does that look like for you, Julie? Well, basically what I just said, a lot of my prayer time happens when I wake up at 3 a.m., you know, mm-hmm. um, or if I'm in the car by myself, I will turn off the radio because I'm a, I'm an, I, with strength finders, learner and input. Mm-hmm. Those are two of my top five. Mm-hmm. And so I'm constantly consuming information and it's like, no, sometimes he just wants me to shut it off and just be still. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot and- of noise in the world. Yeah. Oh yeah. Amen to that. And yeah. so would you agree that that takes intentionality, doesn't it? Oh yeah. Cause it would be easier just to turn on the radio and zone out, right. Yeah. Or turn off Netflix and, and just be with him. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not an immediate, um, instant gratification. It doesn't always feel good right away. Right. But once you taste of what the Lord has for you, you you know, the value of it. Yeah. And can you say that you have seen the fruit of that in your relationship with him? Probably just a close, closer. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm more, like I said before, I'm more able to hear his voice Yeah, more clearly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like the other day he asked, I felt impressed to call my son and to talk to him about something. And turns out that was God putting him on my heart. You know, but if I, if I continually have the noise on and I'm not spending time with him, getting to know his voice and, and all of that, I might've missed that Yeah, opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is so good. And really just so needed right now. The world is, and you know, here we are recording a podcast and I mean, if we're going to be honest, it would just be, it'd be so easy to just every day turn on a podcast. You know, we can easily do that with the use of technology, but that intimate time with him, there's just, there's no comparison to that. Well, Mo Isom, I don't know if you know who she is. Mm. She just recently wrote a book called fully known. And an invitation to true intimacy with God. Mm. And in it, I don't have it right off the top of my head, but she talks about, let me see here. We feast on the fast food of self-motivation and self-empowerment that others dole out chasing a spiritual high rather than committing to an abiding intimacy with God. We flock to pulpits that are occupied by motivational talks rather than movements of the spirit. And by mo- and we line our bookshelves with the paperback opinions of creative authors while his word collects dust on our bedside tables. Not good. Wow. Oh, that yeah. is so good. I think I need to get that book. Oh yeah. It's, it's phenomenal. Wow. That is really good. All right. Um, So as we are wrapping up this week's episode, share any tips that you have with listeners to continue to grow in this area. The Bible, look at the Bible, like a love letter. Ooh, come on. It's not like a list of rules that we need to keep or whatever. Um, Just it's God's love letter to us. And then also look at the Holy spirit as a person. Mm -hmm. right? Get to know the Holy spirit. He it's a, he's a person. He's the third part of the Trinity. He's not a thing. 
he draws you into that relationship with God. That's part of his job is to draw you to him, spend time with him, not mm-hmm. as a box to check off, but really make room for him in your life and just be open to what he has to say. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And just really reemphasizing what Julie said about getting to know the Holy spirit as well. And, uh, you know, just inviting him into those times with the Lord as well. So good, really powerful right there. Can you tell listeners where they can, where they can connect with you? It'll be in the show notes, but um, can you just share that information with them? Yeah. Uh, My website is stuffofheaven.com. And if you want to connect with me, you can give, leave your email address and your name. And I've got some events coming up. We can share those. I can let you know when these workbooks come out. And then I'm on social media, Julie E. Holmquist. And those are primarily the two places you can find me. I'm also on Facebook, I guess, Julie Holmquist. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you, Julie, so much for your investment into our lives. So appreciate you and all that you are bringing to us these these three weeks. Our lives are really, really being impacted by everything that you're sharing. So thank you. Um, Thank you. Listeners, um, I, I just really believe that you are going to, you're getting a lot of tools to put in your toolbox to continue to grow in your faith and apply these, these things that Julie is sharing with us. Stay tuned for next week's episode as well. You don't want to miss out on living a life being called as a woman. What does that look like? How do you know what your calling is? What does it mean to be called? Uh, We're going to unpack all of that and it just won't be the same without you. So we look forward to connecting with you next week, but until then have a great rest of your week and know that you are fully seen. You are fully known and fully heard and that God loves you so much and he could not love you any more than he loves you right now at this moment. We love you guys and we'll see you next time. Well, I hope that that was a blessing in your life. I'd love to hear what you walked away with from this week's episode. Drop a comment and let me know. I read and respond to each and every one of them and I would love to hear from you. We all know people who could use some encouragement, especially nowadays, right? If you felt this episode was a blessing to you, would you share it with the people in your life? Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode because a new one drops each and every Wednesday. And would you be willing to leave a review and maybe even a few stars? It not only fills my heart and means so much to me, but it helps women find the podcast and be encouraged too. Have a fabulous week and I will connect with you right back here next week.